Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 180 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on June the 18th, 2019. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Pete. What's going on, buddy? Hey, nothing. What about you? I'm, you know what? I'm feeling the, uh, the Galaxy's Edge rush, which we're going to talk a lot about today. Yeah, we are. Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Beat! Kevin. So, uh, it has been a big month uh, for well, for Disney Parks, not Walt Disney World, uh, because, you know, Galaxy's Edge is open. But yeah, it has. In Disneyland. Um, now, I was, I was really going to try to be good here. And like not look at anything so that I could be surprised when it opens here in Walt Disney World. No, I don't think I made it 24 hours. No, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, no, I, I immediately booted up Tim Tracker's 50 minute video, and and I I, I dove in head first. And we're going to talk about it later. We're going to close the show with that. Um, talking about it a little bit. We're not going to go too far into it because I really kind of want to wait for Walt Disney World to really dive into it. But uh, we will definitely give our, our initial uh, reactions to things. Okay. So, uh, but we have news. We've got news, news, news this week. So much news. Give it to me. And Where we you, start. Well, first of all, the news is brought to you, as always, by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Folks, we know you're all going on Disney vacations at some point if you're listening to this show, and Dave is the best guy that we would recommend that can plan your vacation for you. And the new uh, rates for 2020 are coming out this month, so Dave is going to be uh, working overtime. Yeah, but he sure is. You can uh, email him, DisneyDaveWFHorizon.net. Uh, or check out Magical Travel Dave on Facebook. He's also in our Facebook discussion group. So please check out Dave. Uh, and, you know, he plans all Pete's trips. He plans all my trips. So, you know, we, we wouldn't recommend if we didn't use ourselves. Right? That's true. I think those new rates are like this week, aren't they? Yeah, they are. This, the... they are I want to say they're the 20th. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, check in, folks. Uh, okay, worldwide news. You ready for this? Let's do it. So we have uh, the minivan transportation system has officially served one million guests. Okay, that's a lot. Doesn't that sound insane to you? Like, doesn't it feel like this was just like, like I didn't think it was this popular? That like, well, let me ask you a question. What what constitutes a guest? Is it one million trips, or is it like, are we if six people are going in a minivan, are we counting this as six? Unclear. Right. Unclear. Uh, so, but the, um, Lyft has officially been named the official rideshare company of Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resort, and enhancements to the minivans are coming later this year. Among them are the ability to, um, uh, find an easier pickup and drop-off spot. And air conditioning. No, just kidding. I'm assuming they have air conditioning. They have air conditioning, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would hope so. The, uh, you know, it's funny, I sometimes drop my roommate off at work at Disney Springs, because she, uh, she works over there, and, um... You could see, like, that's where, like, the, the strawberry lot is where the minivans kind of have their, like, it's kind of like their home base. Okay. So you see them all, like, like the whole fleet, like, parked there. It's really cool. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> annual pass holders can bring a friend to Walt Disney World for a, uh, for a lower price this summer. Like once or all the time? Uh, well, this is for gold, platinum, and platinum plus pass holders. A one, you can get a one-day park hopper for a friend for $89 through August 8th. Okay. Pretty good deal, right? Because like a one-day park hopper is pretty expensive. Right. Um, and so you, uh, pass holders are limited. They can only buy up to six tickets through the course of the entire promotion, 
and they must be used that same day. Okay. I mean, I guess if you could plan it out right and, you know, hit a park early and, and hop to a park late, I think you could get your money's worth out of oh, that. Totally. Like a full, full park hopper day. Like when my, yeah. friend, when my friend Dave was in town, we, we didn't manage to make it to four parks one day, but we did three and it was more than enough. It was a 13 hour day. So, right. Uh, okay, so the, these tickets can also be upgraded to a regular theme park ticket or annual pass on the day of purchase only. Okay. So if you buy it and you're just like, hey, I'm enjoying myself so much, I, I want to upgrade this to an annual pass, you can do that the day, the day that you use it. I mean, I guess that's what they're looking for. Yep. Through, through July 2nd, pass holders are also receiving a discount on table service lunch in certain areas, up to 20% off through July the 2nd. Now here, uh, Magic Kingdom Park, uh, Jungle Navigation Company, uh, Skipper Canteen, which, by the way, I ate at again. Oh, yeah, I still haven't done that. I, I ate there last time, and you know what, Pete? Not as bad. Okay. Now, That's a glowing, glowing review. It, it, well, well, listen, it was pretty bad the first time I ate. First and second time I ate there. But this, I, honestly, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it's not like a place where I'd be like, oh, well, you're going to Magic Kingdom. you got to go to the Skipper Canteen. But... I'm now also like, hey, like if you can't get anything else, this is an option. If are you looking for a lunch that's not as bad as last time? Exactly. Try the Skipper Canteen. Not nearly as bad as it used to be. <laughs> now featuring new mediocre menu. Acceptable last choice. <laughs> uh, Liberty Tree Tavern's another one. Uh, Crystal Palace, the Diamond Horseshoe, which, by the way, I've heard is. Just terrible. Uh, and Tony's Town Square, which also, by the way, people warned me away from Tony's Town Square for years. And so I never went. Finally went, and I liked it. You know, this is going to sound really weird. The first meal I ever ate in Disney might have been at Tony's. Really? I barely remember it because Heather and I went on our first trip for like a long weekend. And we spent like maybe five hours at Magic Kingdom because we thought it was all kids stuff. Right. And I remember grabbing a meal on main street so it might have been tony's but i barely remember it how weird is that that's funny yeah the um so over at epcot ocker shoes royal banquet hall beer garden coral reef rose and crown and the garden grill all offer the 20 percent discount look at that okay yeah hollywood studios hollywood and vine mama melrose ristorante italiano and the hollywood brown derby <laughs> By the way, hidden not so hidden gem because, you know, it's like the newest thing, but Woody's Lunchbox in Hollywood Studios, fantastic food. Oh, awesome. I really liked it. I had the, the tachos there. They were really good. But I've heard really, I've heard really good things about the brisket sandwich they have there too. Hmm. Did they have ample seating? No. No, no. Not nearly it, enough seating. That's that's didn't look like it in pictures, that's why I was wondering. Yeah, it's it's a fight to get a table sometimes. Um the oh, Disney's Animal Kingdom has uh, Tiffin's and Tusker House available for the, for okay. the discount. At resort hotels, the Ale and Compass Restaurant at Disney's Yacht Club, the ESPN Club at the Boardwalk, Grand Floridian Cafe at the Grand Floridian, Kona Cafe at the Poly, Olivia's Cafe at Old Key West, Sanaa at Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Wave of American Flavors at Disney's Contemporary Resort, and Whispering Canyon Cafe at Wilderness Lodge. Now, the discount applies to the non-discounted price of food and non-alcoholic beverages, including applicable tax and gratuity. The lunch meal period is offered from 11.30 a.m. through 4 p.m. So you're not getting this for dinner. You're just getting it for lunch. Right, uh, right. Special events and dining packages are excluded, and the pass holder must present their valid annual pass and photo ID to receive the discount. Uh, it's valid for the pass holder and up to three guests. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, most people, I'm sure, eat lunch counter service, right? If you're right. going to eat like a sit-down meal, it's going to be for dinner. Right. So it's kind of a way to try and draw people in to uh, some table service. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, finally, in uh, Disney uh, Worldwide news, the Disney Parks presentation for D23 has been set August 25th at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So for Eastern Time, that would be 11 to 1.30. Okay. Uh, they are expected, to, the Epcot is expected to be the main focus point of this panel. Yeah, I'm sure. They're going to, uh, rumor has it that, that good old uh, Bob, Bullet Bob Chapek is going to be uh, unveiling the grand vision for Epcot. That's, okay, uh, I'm interested. Now, I mean, have you heard, like, all the rumors that are swirling around about Epcot right now? Uh, um, yes, 
I mean, and, and I'm loath to report rumors a lot, but I have a couple of them on the news today. But, like, the rumors are that, like, the land pavilion, the seas pavilion, like, all of it's going. I mean, I, I am cool, I'm not... Starbucks, interventions, everything just gone. I mean, I, I oh boy, I mean, you know, no one loves change, right? But right. I mean, at the same time, for the most part, I like things that, you know, have replaced things in the past. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, my my thing is like, you're going to get rid of Soren. Well, they wouldn't get rid of Soren. They'd probably give it its own building. Yeah, or but like you're going to get rid of the Garden Grill. You're going to get rid of... Uh, you're gonna get like, getting rid of the seas was the one that I found completely implausible. I mean, I guess they could. I didn't think they were gonna get rid of the great movie ride, and they did. So, right. Uh, more on this as it develops. We'll probably find out more about that on August 25th. Um, water park news: There is a summer splash pass available for annual pass holders. A lot of annual pass holder news this week. Uh, all summer long, you can get admission for the cost of just one day. This is July 5th to September the 7th, and the Splash Pass costs only $69. Okay. Not bad. That's a nice price. Yeah. I'm uh, Magic, uh, you know what? Before we get into the park-specific news, we're going to take a quick commercial break here from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and we'll be back with more of the news uh, coming up on Two Men and the Mouse after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like, that. a, like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. 
So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. And we're back, folks, with more of the news this week on Two Men and the Mouse. Uh, The rest of the news... Uh, Magic Kingdom news this week brought to you by our friends over at Kingdom Strollers. Uh, for all of your crib and stroller needs in the Orlando area, they will uh, deliver a crib or stroller directly to your Disney resort. So check them out over at KingdomStrollers.com. Uh, Magic Kingdom news: the Tron roller coaster is um, under construction and going well. I'm really excited about this. I am too. Have you seen the pictures of the track? Um, no. All right. Well, I, I saw it. Like I've not only seen the pictures, but I've seen it in person. Because when you're on the TTA, as you're heading into Space Mountain, you can see the track in all of its glory. Like it's big and huge, and just kind of sticking out of the ground like some like alien artifact. Have people analyzed it and figured out if it's going to be exactly like the other Tron coaster? I'm sure somebody has because there's enough like twists and turns in it right now where I think you can start to get an idea of what it's going to be like. But I have not personally seen anyone do that. I mean, you know, I'm not really a roller coaster person. I know, but I love Tron. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to resist doing this. Yeah, I, I know. I absolutely get that. Tron is such a cool movie. It's such an innovative concept, and I'm very excited that we're finally getting an attraction in Walt Disney World. Um, but yeah, it, you like I said, if you're on the TTA, get your cameras ready as you go uh, past the recently reopened Tomorrowland Speedway, and you can see it off in the distance. I'm excited to see that. So you remember that uh, Disney villains, um, that Disney villains thing? Yeah. The after hours. Mm-hmm. Well, that has just um, that sold out for its first night. Yeah, they're pushing the hell out of that thing. Yeah. So in case you were wondering how it was going to do, it did very well. They've really, really advertised it. Yeah, I've been seeing the um, the images for it everywhere. I mean, I feel like it's a, a case of Disney finally giving people what they were already asking for because people with these after hours events, people were like, well, give us something exclusive. Give us something like like what a hard ticket event is supposed to have, because I think just the allure of you're in the park at night and it's not super like, um, you know, it's not super crowded. I think that was like what they were banking on. But actually doing right. like a stage show, theming it to the villains, having the Maleficent dragon roaming around. I think that really, really like hammers home how cool this is. Well, I think they were kind of scared off by that Pirates and Princess failure from years back. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, it's not a great theme. I mean, maybe they thought it was, but it's not. It's not something that's going to draw people, especially when Pirates and Princess sounds like a bunch of like little kids, which is cool. Right. But, like, you're operating this at night. You're getting a lot of hardcore Disney people also. Absolutely. And you know what You know what I miss that they? I was really hoping they would do once I moved here and they have never done again? were the 24-hour uh, parties. Oh, yeah, right. Those were so cool. I really like. them. And they those. haven't done one since you moved there? None. That's funny. Okay, uh, moving on. The uh, changes are coming to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, specifically the fireworks show. So we're getting new fireworks shows for both um, Very Merry and Not So Scary this year. Okay. The fireworks show for Very Merry is going to be Mickey's, wa- um, I'm sorry, Minnie's, Wonderful Christmas Fireworks Show. 
Hosted by Minnie, Minnie Mouse, Minnie's wonderful Christmas fireworks show will celebrate the magic of Christmas with melodies of with medallies of beloved holiday songs from Joy to the World and Deck the Halls to Up on the Up on the Housetop and We Wish You a Merry Christmas. So there you go. That all seems fitting. I want to close Magic Kingdom news with a rumor. Um, I don't think you're going to care about this rumor, but I care very, very much. Uh, rumor has it that Disney is looking to close the Country Bear Jamboree. No. Yeah. Rumor had the WWNT reported today that like the rumor is that they're going to close it and replace it with a Toy Story show. Kevin, listen to me. I'm not lying to you about this. On my next trip, yes, we are looking forward to Star Wars more than anything else. Yeah, I kid you not. If you grab my son and say, "What? What's? What are you looking forward to most?" He is convinced he's going to make us all go on Country Bear Jamboree. Well, this can't be gone by October. I'm sure it won't be. I'm sure that, that it won't be. It'll be crushed. But you know what? Here's the thing. If if it is true, and they are getting rid of it for a Toy Story show, how much more Toy Story do we really need? Yeah. We have an entire land completely dedicated to this IP. We don't need more Toy Story. You know, I think the funny thing is, is we lose sight of the fact sometimes that we love park-specific like, IP. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know a lot of people who do, who, you know, would prefer a figment t-shirt over any, like, you know, normal Disney movie shirt you could get. Absolutely. Because it's something that represents the place that we love so much. So anytime you're losing something like Country Bears or it's it's heartbreaking, you know, I mean... The Tom Morrows of the world are gone, unfortunately. And now I'm really worried because Bob Chappick did his big thing where he was talking about how they're going to be injecting more IP into the parks, which right. on, on the surface, I'm okay with. Like, I like the idea of more IP-based attractions, but not like, are they going to get rid of Figment in this new Epcot? Like, what's going to happen mean, here? They can't. I don't see any upside to getting rid of Figment. Now, I'm not saying they're not getting rid of journey to imagination but i think they'll always keep figment as kind of like a park icon i i hope you're right because i hope i'm right too yeah i mean with country bears like what what's next if you can get rid of the country bears what else is i mean i know disneyland got rid of them a long time ago right but i mean like i don't know if they're in any of the europe or asia parks but like if they get rid of the country bear jamboree and walt disney world is is it gone like are they like wiped from existence um, we met two of the country bears in California Adventure, right? Yeah. Oh, wow, they're still there. With, they don't have a country bear jamboree. They do, they do not. But, you know, a lot of, like, um, by Grizzly Peak, a lot of it is bear themed. So okay. they have, like, you know, Big Al out there. So Ethan got a picture with Big Al. Uh, now I'm not gonna lie to you. He kind of wants to go on it because I think he thinks it's gonna be terrible. Okay. But, I mean, it is terrible. I, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why he wants to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, sad that we're losing things. I mean, no, who knows? It's just a rumor, but you know, losing things that are park specific. These are things that we love, you know? And you know, the country bears are outside a lot in Frontierland now. Like they're just kind of like Disneyland style, just randomly wandering around. Okay. I like that. <laughs> They've been doing that with a few, with a few characters lately. The country bears being the one that immediately springs to mind. Um, I guess they're trying to like test the waters for it, but even the country bears even get swarmed in Walt Disney yeah. World. So, uh, Epcot news. Heading over to Epcot, the Guardian, my one of my favorite live shows of the year, the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live return has returned as of three days ago. So, okay, I'm very excited to get over there and see that again. It's a really good live show. And Groot patches in the music remotely. Uh, yeah, I believe it is um, Baby Groot doing it. So, unless they've changed it. I doubt they changed anything about it, to be perfectly honest, but, you right, know. Right. Uh, work is also underway for the Experience Center, which is going to be um, in what is currently the Odyssey Events Pavilion. So, you know that pavilion over by uh, the Mexico Pavilion? Yep. Kind of, like, connects Future World by Test Track to World Showcase. That yep. is going to... That's closed currently for construction, along with the restrooms that are on the outside there. So, that's something people okay. definitely need to know. Uh, but it's going to be turned into the Experience Center. It's going to showcase all of the changes that are coming to Epcot. Uh, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I don't think they've used that space for anything in the time that I've been going to Disney World. I mean, they use it for festivals all the time. Yeah, it's for special event stuff. But, yeah. I mean, not you know consistent, consistently to the public. 
Yes. I mean, it, it had like a, during Flower and Garden, it had like one of my favorite things there. It was like a salmon like like tower that was really good. And it, like uh, Christmas a couple years ago, it, ha- it was the cookies and milk station, which was wonderful. Um, but yeah, um, it's going to just be like it's going to have uh, supposedly have interactive and engaging exhibits that are going to show what the new Epcot is going to be. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, no word yet on if anim- unemployed animatronic owl and disappointment to his family, Hoot Gibson, will be will be there. <laughs> uh, Hoot Gibson was famously the um, the animatronic owl in the Magic Kingdom, who um, <laughs> who uh, yeah, um, Hoot Gibson was like he was supposed to be the centerpiece of Thunder Mesa, which eventually became Big Thunder Mountain. So when they had the Thunder Mesa like experience center in main street hoot gibson was in there like i'm gonna be the star of this thing and then he just never made it there and, <laughs> but then when they did the experience center for epcot and studios hoot gibson also was there for those and of course never made it into epcot or right. Hollywood studios uh, so i'm wondering if maybe they're like ah fourth time's a charm for gibson <laughs> all right well my hoot gibson voice is like a old prospector it's just like uh, well, I, I, I guess it's time to be moseying on over to the new Epcot. Oh, hoot, we're 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 going in another direction, buddy. Ah, I just had to sell my kidneys on eBay. <laughs> Hoot's still using his Thunder Mesa voice. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, work is underway. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the work is underway on the Rosewalk walkway, um, which is the walkway. You know the walkway over by the Imagination Pavilion walking toward the Canada Pavilion. Yes. Where they got that playground there during special mm-hmm. events. That is actually being widened. Uh, in... uh, that's funny. I was just going to say that. You mean the one that's not wide enough? Yeah, no, it's being widened in anticipation of what will most likely be the biggest food and wine festival of all time. Coinciding with Galaxy's Edge. And yeah, it's going to be insane. Uh, it should be done before food and wine, though. So you will have a much more luxurious walk as you shoulder-to-shoulder walk with people toward the next food location. The first Candlelight Processional narrators have been announced for the okay. for Christmas time. We're doing a lot of Christmas stuff this week, too, which is weird because it's June. Um, Whoopi Goldberg will be uh, kicking it off on December the 6th to the 7th. Pat Sajak from Wheel of Fortune will be doing the go. 16th to the 18th. Stephen Curtis Chapman will be the 22nd to the 24th. I don't know who that is. I don't either, but yeah. I remember the name. And once again, I'm not going to be able to see it because I won't be in town. Edward James Olmos on the 25th and 26th. I'm really, really mad that I've never seen Admiral Adama talk about the Christmas story. I was going to say, what's your connection here? But okay, I guess Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Um, but so those are the only four that have been announced. Obviously, Neil Patrick Harris always does one. Uh, right. Jody Benson always does one. Um, Robbie Benson does one. Usually he's the voice of the beast. Um, so we also do have some Eat to the Beat concert series. Uh, new people have been added to it. Okay. So I'm I'm just going to read these off um, without the dates because, yeah, <laughs> just get through it as fast as I can. The Plain White Tees, Sawyer Brown, which is new this year, Mercy Me, Grace Kelly, Zach Williams, Lauren Daigle, Jimmy Allen. Um, September 13th to 15th is still to be determined. <clears throat> the Almond Betts Band, Everclear. Uh, Starship featuring Mickey Thomas, which is one of my favorites, is going to be the 20th. Postmodern Jukebox, which is the one to go to, folks, is September 23rd and 24th. I love PMJ. Uh, Blue October, Mark Willis, Sugar Ray, uh, Taylor Dane, India. October 7th to 9th is still to be determined. Boyce Avenue, uh, Southern Avenue, Kenny G, 38 Special, The Baja Men, Billy Ocean, Sheila E., High Valley, Hanson, and Sheena Easton. Uh, also, Chris Allen, Boys to Men, The Hooters, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, to be determined on November 12th to 18th, and Di Capella, new this year, uh, you know, on November the 19th. So, a lot of musical acts. Now, Baja Men, they're the Who Let the Dogs Out people? Yes. How many times do you think they play that song? At least three. Has to be. And they're like extended versions. Like of nobody's song. going to the Baja Men to listen to anything else, right? It'd be awesome if they played a set that didn't include that, so everyone was like, "Crash, <laughs> like, we're playing off our new album." <laughs> no free bird for you. Uh, our new edgy album. 
Mm, that's awesome. It's called uh, it's called Whom Let the Cats In. <laughs> it's like all like emo like like ballads and stuff, and uh, be great. Uh, Dak news is Animal Kingdom. Very good news. Uh, the date has been set for Rafiki's Planet Watch reopening. Okay, J- July the eleventh. Uh, there's going to be a new experience there, the animation experience at Conservation Station, in which we learn how live animals inspired several Disney characters. There will also be a drawing class where you will learn to draw characters like Simba, Zazu, Pumbaa, and Timon. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I'm, they need something to draw people over there. I really liked the the idea of the animation class because I loved it when it was in, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, studios. Studios. Listen, I like that. I like taking the train over there and doing all that. But if you're going to make it a, a point that I have to get on a vehicle, and it, there's got to be stuff there to yep. draw me over there. It's too easy to ignore, unfortunately. The, the drawing pass can also be fast passed, by the way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood Studios news. Uh, we <clears throat> They have announced the Christmas offerings this year. Okay. Sunset Season Greetings is back to the surprise of no one because that was really cool and awesome. That's where on Sunset Boulevard they um, post projections up on the Tower of Terror and they make it snow and it's really, really cool. Uh, And of course, making its return this year to the excitement of not me is uh, Jingle Bell Jingle Bam. Come on. You know you like it. I don't like it. I I don't like it. Just think, if they didn't bring it back, you'd never get to say that ever again. But Jingle Bell Jingle Bam. Yeah. Um. So Jingle Bell Jingle Bam is back, and hopefully it'll add some more fireworks. Maybe if I watch Prep and Landing this year, you really have to. It's wonderful. What I would like is a show where they project parts of the Star Wars Christmas special on the Chinese theater okay. while we have like some Star Wars effects. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine like seeing seeing Chewbacca's son Lumpy up on the Chinese theater? It would be wonderful. Listen, whenever I meet Chewbacca. Like, uh, you know, in character meet and greets. You ask about Lumpy? Like, uh, I'll either ask about Lumpy or bring up Life Day. And, like, I get no acknowledgement. It's almost as if he's forgotten. But you have to. (laughs) I have no son. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. They could definitely make a good show out of that. I, I, I think that it's time for them to just embrace the Star Wars Christmas special. I mean, they own it. They could re-release it. Well, they really should. It's the Star Wars Christmas special starring B. Arthur. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the Christmas offerings um, at DHS start on November the 8th. The ABC commissary has reopened with a new look. Okay. There is. Uh, it actually looks really cool because ABC commissaries. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been updated forever. So, um, as new decor, new color palette, new carpets, new tables and chairs, a self-service beverage island, um, along with the interior update, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the restaurant has also transitioned to a fast, casual dinner service. <coughs> so now you can make reservations for ABC Commissary, if that's the thing you want to do. Each night, starting at 4 p.m., guests will, with reservations will be able to place an order, take a pager, and find a seat. Then, when the order is ready, the food will be brought to your table as before. The menu remains largely unchanged, though there is a new pot roast served over mashed potatoes and root vegetables with beef gravy and onion straws on the dinner menu. Um, Walk-ups will still be available, although wait times may be longer. Mobile order will no longer be available for dinner for guests with or without reservations. Lunch service is unaffected and remains walk-up only as a counter-service offering. Reservations are available now for dinner beginning Sunday, June second, twenty nineteen. So there you go. You gonna add that onto your ADRs? You know, I've never even been in there. No, but I saw the pictures of the new like decor. And it does look okay. It does look good. I mean, I like the food there. They actually have it's some of the best quick service food you'll find. And I feel like it gets a bad rap from a lot of people, but I like it a lot. Uh, so la- uh, the last bit of news we're gonna discuss here is a rumor. That circulated yesterday from WWNT. Um, the annual pass holders are rumored to be getting a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge pass holder preview sometime in August. Okay. So that's going to be a reservation-based system, obviously. So that's going to be first come, first serve. It's only going to be gold, platinum, and platinum plus pass holders. 
So, so you have to get in on that. Yes, I have to get in on that. I have to. The, the rumor is that they're going to start on the 11th. Um, so I'm waiting to see when they release the reservations and then pounce on it like a Bengal tiger. Uh, yeah. Because I have to get into that. Uh, I did the one for Pandora and it was really great because you got to experience it without all the madness, you know? Right. Now that we're at the end, we need to talk a little bit about Galaxy's Edge. Um, sure. I mean, let me just say first off, two quick notes. Yes. Number one, uh, you know, I'm not someone that watches YouTube. Yeah, I, I know that about you. Like, people are like, oh, have you watched this person on YouTube? No, the answer is always I don't. I've watched more YouTube in the week that <laughs> Galaxy's Edge opened than I have in the entire time YouTube has existed. I'm not lying about right. that. Um, so I've consumed a lot of video. Uh, also, I, you know this, I, I purposely tried to plan my next trip to be before what we thought was going to be the opening of yes. Galaxy's Edge. Yes, you were very up, crafty about that. I did not, um, I did not plan that well. So I'm not going to lie, I'm going through a little bit of a, uh, like a weird anxiety, you know, driven, like emotional flow based on. Right now, you've been saying this to me for weeks now that you have this anxiety about Galaxy Edge. So, where, do. where where does this spawn from? I, I you know, I just <clears throat> I I love Star Wars more than you know a Anything. lot of, and I I feel like this could go great and everything could be executed perfectly and I'll leave there like really happy and accomplished, right? And I can relax for the rest of my trip. Correct. But what if that doesn't work like that? That is you a real I mean? possibility. When I went to Pandora and we, I went there first thing in the morning and I want to ride Flight of Passage, even though I already had a fast pass and we want to get Banshees. If any of those things fell apart, no one cares. Because honestly, at the end of the day, it's a cool new Disney thing, but it's also Avatar. Like, we don't really care about right, that. Right, of course. This is something completely different. This is your number one thing in the world. I have to get on this ride. I gotta be honest with you. To be told, I'm being serious about this, and people are gonna think this is crazy. I could skip the ride if I had to. What? I really, really, I I know that sounds insane. You're I piloting really want, the Millennium Falcon. I, I know, or being an engineer, I really want to build a lightsaber. No, no, you listen. I am piloting the Millennium Falcon. I'm not being an engineer or a gunner. I thought I could be a gunner. Uh. So anyway, you were you so like you, what if why, like what if, what is your justification there? for being able to skip this ride? Okay. Um, I really like merchandise, Star Wars merchandise. Well, yeah, obviously. So what if, like, the line to build a lightsaber is, like, a zillion hours long? Or the reservation system that they use in California is going to pluck me back in at, like, 8 o'clock at night or something? What if you really have to make a hard choice with what you do first when you get there to get something accomplished? That is a good question. I mean, listen, unfortunately, I won't really know any of these things until it opens. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my trusted ally, Kevin Kessler, goes there right. and starts figuring out exactly, you know, how this is going to play out. Absolutely. But and the, so, but now the, the passholder preview excited. is not going to give you the results that you need because no. there's not going to be a lot of people there. I'll have a fast pass for the ride. I, the opening day, opening day is when I'm going to have to really, like, do my research for you. Right. I need you. Yeah. I'm going to need you to, you know, not just go for the pass holder preview. You're going to have to go again. No, I'm, I'm, I plan on it. Don't worry. Multiple times. I will bite that bullet for you. Even as early as like, you know, early o'clock in the morning. Yeah. No, the I'm going on day one, you know, hell or high water. And right. so the pass holder preview makes it a little less stressful for me because you know, I'll be able to experience if I get into the. Well, now I'm stressed because I have to get into the pass with the preview. But right, I get that. Yeah. Um. But I am excited to, you know, get to experience it on that first day. Just kind of be able to say I was there and get some opening day merch. Which, if you need anything, let me know. Oh, I would like an opening day T-shirt. Yeah, I will. I will look and and see if I can get that for you. But the I'm sure the lines for merch are going to be astronomically long along with everything else so um if I will... they do it like they did in disneyland i wouldn't be surprised if day one merch is also sold in other locations in the park i wouldn't be shocked by that either like i could see just because it... it's a temporary it's a temporary one day thing yeah so typically they'll put it up everywhere yeah no that makes a lot of sense 
So what were the big takeaways that you saw when you watched these YouTube videos about Galaxy's Edge? Well, well actually, you know, before we get into that, you're talking about merchandise. What are the, what are the, what are your must have merchandise items? I mean, it's a long list, Kevin. Yeah, no, lay it on me because we're, okay. we're running short um, today. <laughs> where do I, where do I think I'm at right now? Um, as long as my wife isn't listening. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Building your own lightsaber is the must. Right. Right. And so I that's, mean, that, that's, that's about 200 bucks. Yeah, so that's two hundred bucks. Hold on, I'm gonna actually do uh, some math here to see how much money you need to spend. So well, two, I've already done some math, so don't do it. Two hundred bones, right, right off the bat. Right. So now, but here's the thing: like, so you've built this lightsaber with this kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. You're gonna need the other kyber crystals. Of course, you are. You have to have them. Right. I mean, it actually changes the color of your saber. By putting the crystal into the hilt. So if you buy additional crystals, you can... Because <laughs> this was the one thing Tim Tracker didn't do. If you buy additional yeah. crystals, you can swap them out and change the color of your yep. saber? Yep. Ooh, how much are each of the crystals? <laughs> the crystals are twelve ninety nine. How many are there? Well, let's see. There's um, white and yellow are kind of... I've also heard yellow... Oh, white was sold out. But I mean, I'm sure they're going to try and keep these things in stock white and yellow are kind of the oddball colors there's red green blue purple so there are six so now, you get the, the one that you're gonna have plus right. five well ethan is getting a sith one because if you've ever met my kid that makes sense yep. um so really four additional kyber crystals wait are you buying are you buying are you gonna be buying two lightsabers here oh this is just me ethan's on his own oh okay at 14, he's like an adult. You can do this on your own. Right. That kid's Save been up saving your money. birthday and graduation money his whole life for this moment, I right. believe. So, so you're already a two, you're already a 251.96 here. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm up there a little bit. Now, if you're going to get this and you want these kyber crystals, you might as well get the Jedi holocron. Yeah. So walk me through the Jedi holocron here. Like, what is it? Like, I saw that the holocrons exist. Yeah, so it is a Jedi holocron. It lights up and does stuff, and you can put the kyber crystals into the holocron. Right, and it does different things accordingly. And it speaks to you through the Force. Okay. Like There's a Sith like, holocron, too, though, right? There, which my son will be buying a Sith holocron. Okay, and those are, I believe those are retailing at 50 right? They're $50. Bucks. Um, you know, they are pretty, like, tech-heavy as far as, like... Um, you know, they light up and they do some cool things and they plug in via USB. And yeah. I almost get why they're 50 bucks. I could see a lot of people passing on this. And you know what? If it wasn't Star Wars, I would be passing on this. But I, I feel like I have to have one. Yeah. So there you go. Jedi Holocron must have. OK. Uh, so this takes you to your second round of must haves. Yes. Um, which surprisingly wasn't the first round for me. Oh, let me just also say something that, uh, aside from being able to build your own lightsaber, you saw all the legacy sabers in that case. Yes. I don't think I cannot walk away with the Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi lightsaber. Now, that here's the classic. reason why. I own this saber multiple times over. I, I literally had, I had the initial FX one that my buddy Big Chris broke. Um, Big I Chris got a broke replacement. that? Yeah, well, he so he was so he was six four, so he was trying to twirl it around like a like a lummox and like dropped it and it shattered. Oh. Um, that's okay because I hauled it out, I customized it, and wore it on my belt to Star Wars weekends in two thousand four. Okay, um, so I got another one. Here's the thing: the emitter on that lightsaber is really thick on the FX because the blades like plug into it. Well, Disney has found a way to make the emitter the actual size of Luke's in Return of the Jedi. So I feel like I have to have that. Okay. This is the nerdiest I've ever seen you. I know. I'm so sorry. I really (laughs) like this stuff. Um, Here's the thing. So the legacy sabers don't come with a blade. Okay. You can purchase a blade. I believe they come in three different lengths. You can purchase a blade. I will not be purchasing a blade. All right. Because... Good because because your custom saber comes with a blade. So if this is the kind of thing where I'm going to build a custom saber, like every time I go, I'm going to have a dearth of blades. I'm not General Grievous. I'm not going to be carrying four lit lightsabers with me. But you so could. I never feel the need. You guys, you could get four arms. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm never going to feel the need for an extra blade when I can just take the one off of mine and put it onto. Now, I've also heard that that Luke lightsaber with the small emitter might require a different blade, although I've seen nothing that even hints at that post the opening mm-hmm. of Galaxy's Edge, but I had heard that before. So, so how we'll much find- is the hilt itself? 
129.99. Okay. So now on those legacy sabers, you cannot swap out the colors or anything. They are what they are. Right. They're also prefabbed. You're not building it. They're mm-hmm. like there in those nice little boxes. Okay. Uh, okay. So second round of like must dos are droids. Yes. I mean, the droids are a must for me. The droid, the droid factory was so cool. But, but really quick before we get into the droids, um, the lightsaber shop. I really like that they are not like it's not like there's not like a sign that's like lightsaber shop. It's build as like a um like a scrap metal shop. Right. The, matter of fact, you can't even really say lightsabers. They're like, Shh. yeah. Like, the because, first order doesn't. You know, they're like yeah. looking for people with lightsabers. Right. Right. So like they really theme it up. I mean, so and here's the other thing: like they won't say dollars. Like they won't because right now you're up to four hundred and thirty-one point nine five credits, not dollars. Uh, right. But they won't. But they'll say credits, and I feel. But I feel like you're going to get a lot of like the non-Star Wars people that are like, "What's a credit? Do you mean dollars?" And at that point, they're going to have to be like, "Yeah." Like, uh, that like, is possible. Is this a lightsaber store or not? No, yeah, you're going to get some of that. I'm sure they're prepared for that. That yeah. has to be something they're prepped for. The people that don't want to play along. But anyway, right. the, the droid shop. Now, I love this because the parts all come on the conveyor belt and you just got to pick them up. And So walk me through your ideal scenario here. Well, originally, of course, um, I was going to just get one droid because I feel like I'm going to probably buy these things over the years. Of course. But having watched ample amounts of uh, hours of youtube on these droids i don't think i cannot get an r series and a bb series yeah i was thinking that as well um i definitely want the bb series like that's the one that if i can only get one that's the one i'm getting see i was the opposite i definitely want the r series and when i saw enough bb reviews it looked pretty cool so i'm definitely going to get one of each um and just the whole process with how they bring like activate it and like oh my god it's so cool it's very cool. Now, the other thing, though, is, like, this is something I'm going to build and put together and, you know, put into a UPS box to New Jersey. Because I don't think I can bring all these things home. No, of course not. Yeah, I mean, so they're going to get shipped. Now, what's really cool, aside from the fact that the droids are, you know, they're kind of remote control and they, like, do all sorts of neat things. Have you seen they have personality chips yes. for your droids? Yep. So there's three kinds of personality chips. There's a first order, a resistance, and a smuggler. Okay. Um, I'm sure my son who wants to build a, a first order droid will get the first order one. Right. I will be getting the resistance and the smuggler for my droids. So those I believe are twelve ninety nine each. Oh, so how much is the droid itself? The droids are a hundred. Alright, so you're looking at two hundred for droids. Right. And how much were the chips? The chips I believe are twelve ninety nine. So if the chip doesn't come with the droid? No, the droids operate by themselves. They have their own personality. But if you want to give them like a smuggler personality, you can plug in this chip. Completely not necessary, but they do make all different sounds and stuff when you do put in the personality chip. All right, it's so you're paying twelve ninety nine then twice for for chips. Correct. Okay. Correct. So you want to know uh, where you want to know where we're at total wise? No, here? I've done it already, Kevin, and it's all not good. All right. I, well, I feel like out. the listeners are dying to know. So. We're we're now at six fifty seven ninety three out of Peter Mandel's bank account, which basically means I need to take some like wonderful collectible that I have that I've never wanted to part with and sell it because I haven't figured out how this has happened. But yet. here's the other thing: there's something else you need in the droid shop. Yeah, this you can make a case. This is the most important thing for me to get. Yeah, and have you seen the size of it, Kevin? It's it, enormous. The box. I, is how huge. how big? It's like I mean I know uh, whispers can't see, but it's like this big. I'll no say way. the box is 20 inches tall i've watched ample reviews on it again how big is the so for those of you we're talking about the captain rex rx24 orange uh bluetooth speaker here um thank you for throwing in orange because you know that's the real reason why i want it yeah i mean it's like i feel like this was made for you um but i mean like how big is the actual speaker uh the the figure itself is pretty large it's it's pretty dynamic also i i've seen a lot on it um so it's a decent bluetooth speaker right it's pretty good and you can like use buttons on the bottom to like add remixing sounds to the music you're listening to as well as new audio recorded by one paul Paul rubens Rubens. okay yeah Um, so how much is 90 was it no this is 150 bucks 150 oof okay all right peter mandel you're you're 
you you've passed the eight hundred dollar mark at this point. Right. So eight oh seven ninety three. I might maybe I won't be eating some days. I haven't figured all this out. Right. But now here's the problem. I don't know if you've seen well, okay. So I guess your your next level of stuff would be the creature shop. Yes. Where my daughter is dying to make have a porg. That's the only thing she really wants. That porg is pretty neat. You want to explain yeah, the, the porg? Yeah, puppet looks really cool. <laughs> um, there is a puffer pig that I have to have over there. Mm-hmm. But that's probably about it. I think that stuff all looks really cool. And who knows? I might get suckered in when I see stuff. But that's probably the only thing. There's also a mind knock that looks pretty neat. Well, now the porg, the porg puppet, though, like what kind of puppet is it? Like I... You put your hand in it's it and it's like, puppet? oof, yep. Okay. And it's like mouth, and I believe it makes sounds. All right. So are these things that you are that you have to buy, or are you telling no. me? No. Nope. Uh, you know, my kids save their money really well, thank okay. God, because uh, as a matter of fact, I'm positive my son at some point will be asking my daughter for money on this trip, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure his eyes are just going to be way too big on this trip. Um, they but, have that really cool, what is it? It's a... Um, I don't even. It's the salacious crumb. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The thing I need is the salacious crumb that sits on your shoulder. That's like the. It's just like the banshees. Yeah, I think it's neat. Ironically, I don't need one. How funny is that? Okay. Well, you have a giant salacious crumb in the store. Right. I have a one-one salacious crumb here, and I have a banshee that I do love. I don't feel the need for this. Okay, that's good for um, you because I need it. Yeah. Having said that. You know, I if anyone like wanted to get it, I totally get it because I love having a bad shape. Right. So I get wanting this. It is pretty cool, and I like the different color assortments they've done. So, is there anything that you personally need in this creature shop? Uh, I want that puffer pig. All right. How much is a puffer pig? I think it's seventeen ninety nine. Okay, that's not bad. <laughs> oh yay! <laughs> Something that's not... so you're at eight twenty five ninety two now. Okay, so here's the problem. So now we roll over to the Den of Antiquities. Okay. And this is like where things get a little crazy. This this this, this entire Galaxy's Edge is a trap for you. It's terrible. They made this for people like me. It's yeah. Bad. So the Den of Antiquities has a whole bunch of like basically like Star Wars wacky nonsense that your average like t-shirt buying, you know, resort guest is going to be like, that's cool. I don't ever need to own that. But then you have someone like me who's like, oh, I have to have this. Right. Um, there's a lot in here. That's pretty cool. I, I probably need to eyeball a lot of it, but I'll give you some examples of things like I kind of like feel like I have to have. They have the, uh, Japur snippet necklace. Okay. That Anakin gives to Padme in episode one. Right. 1999. But I feel like I have to own one. All right. Just added that to the total. Uh, they had, now my daughter's excited about this, so I might try and get her to buy it, although it might be me. You know, so everyone, like, when they're on vacation in the summertime, loves those fan sprays that spray water. Yes. Have you seen the Galaxy's Edge fan spray water? I haven't, no. It's a moisture evaporator. Oh my god. So my daughter, ironically, like two months ago, was like, hey, where's that fan that we got in Disney? I'm like, oh, I have no idea. I mean, we've used this thing's been beaten down. I don't even know how good it is. When I saw that they made a new one for Galaxy's Edge, I'm like, man, there it is. Like, we're going to have to have this. It's fantastic. That is $20.99. I'm sorry, $20.99? Yep. Two zero dot They also sell in the Den of Antiquities, and you'll you'll get this. Do you know the four statues that are that Emperor Palpatine has? They're of like weird, like figural, like yes. statues. They have them, two sets. Ugh. Um, they're eighty bucks for two sets, so one hundred and sixty bucks total for all four of them. Kind of feel like they're a must-have for me. We've officially crossed the one thousand credits mark here at one thousand twenty-six point nine. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe some of this has to get dialed back. Yeah. There, now, there, there are other things. They have, like, the chess table. Oh, okay. With, like, creatures. Now, I've seen pictures of it. It looks like four packs of creatures are 130 bucks. That's not including the chess table itself. I know they also have a lesser, like, more toy version of this that's 50 bucks. Like, you could really, like, lose your mind buying, like, everything in Yeah, this absolutely. Um... So it's going to be there's going to be some like hard choices. And you know the irony is this is all before we get to like generic Galaxy's Edge t-shirt that I would probably like to buy at least one. Of you course, I mean? that's like, another 25 bucks. Please, 25 bucks. That's nice. 
It'll probably be 30. Probably 30, 30 to start. Probably 30. All right. So these are just some of the things. I've seen other things that I really like. Really, the lightsaber is the must. And the droids are the second must. <laughs> I Everything mean, after that. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the lightsabers and the droids. I don't know if I need all the other stuff that you need uh, at your $1,056.90. Um, man, dude, uh, I'd be stressed not- out, too, if I were you. Like, this is like keeping you up at night, I'm sure. You know, the other weird thing about it is, too, so you go into, like, the marketplace, and there's all these different stores within the marketplace. Yeah. So I want to buy X amount of goods within the marketplace. Of course. But does this mean I need to ship four different boxes home because I'm shipping them from four different locations? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Or you can just, you know, give everything to your, your buddy, Kev, who can then go to the post office and ship it to you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, But that means I'd have to carry it around with me all day at studios. Unless you send it to the front of the park or send it to your resort. Oh, that's true. It's early enough I could send it to my uh, resort. Hmm, interesting. We might have to work on that. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, so that that is going to be stressful for you. Now, um, the, the character game, at least in Disneyland, is pretty strong. I have a feeling that the character situation is going to be a little different in Walt Disney World because it seems like there are a lot of wandering characters in Disneyland. Okay. Like Kylo Ren and Chewbacca and Rey all just kind of like walk around. I think that's crazy. I don't think you'll be able to do that in World. Especially not like Kylo Ren. But I like how Kylo Ren comes out of the First Order like uh, spaceship. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that it's really neat. Um, and of course, they got the Stormtroopers flanking him. Yeah, I think that's going to be really hard to pull off in World. Speaking of Star Wars, if we can shift gears for one second before we end the show for this week. Because um, like I said, I don't want to get too heavily into Galaxy's Edge before it opens here. Um, I did the Star Wars dessert party for the fireworks. Oh, tell me about that. Okay, so you know what? I would do it again. In a heartbeat. In okay. a heartbeat. What it cost? It, uh, 80 bucks a head. All right, that's that's steep. So I treated my I treated my friend to it. So I I I paid one hundred and sixty bucks for okay. me for me and him. Um, so for a party of four, we'd be talking three twenty. Yes. Um, which yeah, party of four might not be great, but uh, so you go in. Uh, it's in the launch bay. Okay. Okay. Um, all you can eat like it's got like there's savory stuff like there's like charcuterie and like a bunch of like hot and like savory things. And then just endless desserts. I mean, so many endless Star Wars desserts, including a giant trough of bread pudding, which is like the same. It it tasted like the same bread pudding you have at Ohana. Okay. I love bread pudding. Oh, so good. And like they they put the the ice cream on top of it. You can get the you can get the um, chocolate truffles that are frozen in the liquid nitrogen Uh, completely open bar. So they have all these, okay. like, Star... Not for, you know, you obviously wouldn't like that, but your wife would like it. But it's all, like, Star Wars-themed cocktails. So then on the way out, uh, the Stormtroopers are also walking around the launch bay the whole time. And, like, having, uh, you know, like, interacting with guests. And I had a really fun interaction with the Stormtroopers. Um, the, um, they also keep the Kylo Ren and Chewbacca and BB-8 uh, meet and greets open. Okay. So you can meet them with no wait. How long is the um like entire event? Um the the food part of it was probably an hour and some change. Okay. Uh, like it was a decent amount of time. Uh, like to to the point where like like I was pretty much done and full and and you know like ready to move on by the time they right. told us it was time to move on. Um the on the way out they give you this um Darth Vader mug. Oh, cool. Souvenir Stein, which right away. So here, here's the thing. Like these drinks were probably all at least 12 to 15 bucks. And I had three. Okay. okay. I was going to ask how many. Yeah. So I had three drinks. So 15 times the three. That's right there. About 45 bucks. This Darth Vader Stein alone would have been 25 at least. So that would have been 70 right there. And then the preferred viewing for the fireworks was extraordinarily awesome, and so okay. that would have been you know you so it's I feel like it's worth the plus the dessert and like the bread pudding and all like that well worth the eighty bucks I thought. Listen, I did dessert party one time, 
Magic Kingdom. It was thirty-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. We did the four of us, and I remember thinking it was okay, but overpriced. Right. And right after that, they like jacked them up, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh, okay. Like I'm probably never going to do this ever again." Right. Um, I get it. I, and it does sound good. And in this case where you're going with a friend and you're hanging out, it sounds like a good time. I would really like that. I think for a party of four. It'd be a bit much. You're really not drinking anything. You're just having, you know, desserts. Right. It's probably a little much. Um, but now, so now the you know, the Star Wars stage that they do that horrible stage show on. Yep. They now, um, they strike that. They, they get rid of it at the end of the day. Okay. So they do this whole show where they like move the stage and like it like wheels away on its own somewhere. Uh, so the preferred viewing location. Wait, moving the stage is its own show. Yeah, that's not awesome. a not a Star Wars show, but it's like a, right. It's like they're striking the set. Um, I like that. They play music through the park when it moves, and it, it, it's pretty cool. Um, but so that pl- that raised platform, like right before the Chinese theater. That's usually mm-hmm. covered by the stage and like where it's like the loading area for the characters. That's the preferred fireworks viewing area. Okay. So it was perfect. Perfect beyond mm-hmm. perfect. I really, really enjoyed it and I highly recommend it. So. Anything else you wanted to uh, go through this week? Yeah, yeah. One more thing. And okay. I know this doesn't affect you as a, uh, you know, Floridian. But have you seen that for... If you're booking your trip, they're doing this like upgrade to Magic Bands for ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, I think we talked about it on the last episode. The, Which um... like apparently went like horribly wrong. They sold out of them like immediately. Yeah, and I actually know two people that have gotten theirs, and they've both been wrong on top of everything else. Oh no, There's nothing they can do about it. They're not sending you the right one. I don't know. It's a weird situation. That is weird. They're still sold out. Of course they uh, are. You know, at the same time, some of these bands that you would have been able to buy are, like, available for purchase still at their normal price. Disney does this all the time. Like, they underestimate they, – I think they, they – I feel like they, compl- they constantly are underestimating how overzealous their fan base is. Right. Like, the little Orange Bird sippers at Flower and Garden sold out within hours. Right. And they were gone for weeks before they can get new ones, which, by the way, I still have one for you. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, I'll bring it with me. I'm going to be up in Jersey for uh, UWA Elite Pro Wrestling on the um, the 13th of July. So I'll be up that whole week, and I'll bring it then. It's my birthday week. Oh, nice. I'll have to there definitely stop in then. Um, uh, yeah, it's a weird situation. You know, like, I wanted to get them, and I kind of held off. And I mean, I'm not crushed that I didn't get them. I'm, it's not that big of a deal to right. me. But I just think I'm surprised. I've talked to so many people who are mad about it. I'm surprised at how poorly this was handled. It definitely seems like they they didn't understand that they didn't get how and I don't understand how you could not get how popular this would be because this is the kind of thing that Disney fans go nuts for. But what I don't understand is it's pre-selected patterns, right? Right. And then they're customizing it so it'll have, you know, let's say Kevin on the inside. Right. Like I'm pretty sure with like D style and like everything where they can like make like I, I don't understand how these things could ever be out. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, how could they not be able just to crank these things out? Yeah, that's a head scratcher. I feel like there's not a closet where we keep the magic bands. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure they have like warehouses upon warehouses of like magic bands. You know? Yeah. Just yeah. surprised. I get that 100 percent. Um, curious to see if they uh, put them back in i'm sure it's coming back but they're they're gonna have to like redouble their efforts so that it doesn't like instantly sell out again right so all right well um about done for this week yeah all right well uh that's gonna do for two men in the mouse this week folks thank you so much for joining us and welcome back if you love our good friend peter mandel please check him out over at rogue Connors in cranford new jersey at 105 north union avenue cranford new jersey 07016 uh, or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip to any Disney resort throughout the known world, including Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando Resort, check out our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weicker of Magical Travel, who will plan your trip for you at no additional cost to you. You can always reach him by email at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. If you're renting a crib or stroller on your next trip, check out our friends over at KingdomStrollers.com who will deliver a crib or stroller right to your Disney resort. And folks, for me, 
please check out my books, uh, the Ross and Auntie series and uh, Winters of Elnora, Birth of the Dark Angel, all on sale right now on Amazon.com. You can follow me on uh, Instagram at WhiteDragonPN, Twitter at Kevin J. Kessler, and Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash... Um, I'm trying to remember what my Facebook is. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> Facebook.com slash Kevin J. Kessler author um, for my like page. Um, in the um, And also, folks, I am back as a professional wrestler uh, in New Jersey once a month. Uh, you can go you could go to UWAElite.com, follow the UWA Elite to see what's going on. I always have like promos and stuff up there, things that I've filmed. Uh, so if you're a wrestling fan and you're a Two Men and the Mouse fan, check out UWAElite.com and the UWA Elite Network to keep up to date on what's going on over there. Uh, folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men the mouse.